Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to episode number 78 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Christy Lee here, your host. How are you today? I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful day. It's now spring at the time of recording this, which makes me very happy because the weather is getting warmer and despite being in what feels like a never-ending lockdown right now, at least we've got some warmer weather to enjoy. And I do hope you are also having a wonderful, wonderful week. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. It's fabulous to have you here. Um, You'll find new episodes each and every week. So if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on wherever you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're finding the podcast today, uh, so that you can ensure that you never miss another episode. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, we are talking about possibly one of the things I get asked about the most both inside our people-powered HR membership community, but also with our consulting clients. And it is something that I see business owners and leaders as well struggle with sometimes. And I think there's very good reason that we struggle with this, because if we're an entrepreneurial type, getting this right sometimes requires us to, well, every time (laughs) requires us to let go. And the entrepreneurial types in us aren't always so great at the whole letting go thing. We like to have our eyes over everything, make sure that everything's got our little signature tick of approval and that everything is how we want it done. Because often we are concerned that people can't do things quite as well as us. And uh, I know, you know, sometimes People in a really physical kind of role, like tradies, for example, struggle with this the most because the craftsmanship and the workmanship that they do is um, is what they pride themselves on. And thinking that anyone else might be able to do that as well as them can be a bit of a juggle, a bit of a, a challenge. And that is what we are chatting about today. We're talking about delegating. Specifically today, I'm going to share with you a really simple eight-step framework to delegating anything with ease. The thing is, when you're running your own business, when you're leading a team and managing people, the ability to successfully delegate tasks, and not only the tasks, the responsibility and authority that comes with that, is critical in order to be able to shift things off your plate and onto someone else's and ultimately to help you grow your business. It's also critical in relation to the development of your people, because unless they're getting tasks delegated to them and they're getting responsibility delegated to them, they don't get to grow in their roles and in their skill set and in their ability to lead and influence people in your business. As I said, I get why we struggle with this. I definitely am guilty of sometimes holding on to things that I really should not be doing, things that are not in my zone of genius, things that possibly not even that very good at, although I tend to delegate those pretty quickly. Um, Perhaps it's because you enjoy these tasks that you'd fail to delegate them because you really love doing it, even if it's not the thing that you need to be doing in your business right now. 
the letting go is the biggest, biggest challenge. And there is also this whole, it's just quicker and easier if I do it myself thing. You know, have you ever said that to yourself? Oh, I'll just do it. It's quicker. It's quicker to do it myself than to teach someone else how to do it. I'm pretty sure you might have said that to yourself before from time to time. And also, sometimes we just don't know how to do the whole delegating thing effectively. Perhaps we've tried it and it's gone amiss. Perhaps we're a little bit, um, I don't want to say afraid, but we find it a little bit confronting to delegate. Maybe we don't want to appear bossy or like we're loading someone up with too much work. There's lots of reasons where we have resistance around delegating. But the thing is, you're you're not going to grow your business and you're certainly not going to get the freedom you seek from your business if you're still doing all the things. If you still got all the plates spinning, then your business is too reliant on you which means no holidays with any kind of break, no days off, no ability for your business to maintain success with you not there. So it's an unsustainable model if you can't delegate. So let me walk you through today eight steps to delegating anything with ease. Now, these eight steps aren't all about the actual communication part of delegating, and you'll hear in a moment why some of the things that surround the delegating are most important. So The first thing that you need to do when you're going to delegate something to someone else in your business is to learn to let go. Now, that might make some of you feel a little bit uneasy, and that's okay. That's okay. It shows that you have, you know, firm commitment to your business, that you pride yourself in the work that you do, that you really want to serve your customers well, but also it shows that you've been a little bit of a control freak. And I can say this from the perspective of a recovered control freak. (laughs) So you've got to learn to let go. And before you do any delegating, this mindset shift, this whole getting your head around learning to let go is really, really important because if you don't genuinely let go, And you've got to be prepared to do it both physically in terms of, okay, I'm not going to do the task, but also mentally and psychologically. You have to instill trust in your team member that you trust them to get the job done, which means you can't hover over them every five seconds, checking up on them. You can't uh, email them or call them every 30 minutes to say, how's that going? How's that going? How's that going? That is not delegating effectively. So learning to get let go is a really, really big headspace shift for many of us. And you will probably find this pop up at different stages as you grow your business. At first, it's the little things that you find it a bit hard to let go of. But once you get good at that, little things become easy. But then it's the bigger things. Then it's the responsibility things. Perhaps then it's managing people or holding projects or being the only one talking to that client. I remember in my early days as a recruitment consultant in Sydney, um, my boss had a real issue around letting go when it came to client communication. Because even though she trusted us as her team to do the task, so she delegated the task, she still wanted to be the key point for that client. And it came down to, and she had to let go of it eventually because she went on maternity leave, it came down to she wanted to be the one that the client wanted to call at any time. She loves the client communication, right? So she would hold off on letting go of that part. But what that did was it stopped the client developing really solid relationships with the team member that she was delegating to. 
And when she went on maternity leave and she had no choice but to let go, although there was a lot of checking up, if I'm honest, um, we did, we built really great relationships. We were able to build different relationships than she had with some of these clients, perhaps with different contacts, perhaps with different people in the business. But she had to let go of that in order to let that happen. It also gave the clients permission to talk to us, which they probably would have felt a little nervous doing previously. Right? So this learning to let go is a big piece of the puzzle. And until you are genuinely ready to do it, don't start delegating because all you're doing is setting it up for failure. You're setting the employee up to be constantly second guessing themselves and to feel like they need to check in with you constantly. You're also setting them up to not take full responsibility because they know that you want to take the responsibility ultimately. So you really have to get this straight in your head first. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy every time or the first time or even subsequent times. You'll catch yourself at various times just kind of wanting to hold on to something. And you really need to think about it. You really need to think about whether this is something you should be doing in your business right now, or if there is something else that is more important to move the business forward that you should be spending your time on. So the first step in any delegation process for it to be effective and to work and to be successful is you need to learn to let go. Okay, once you've got your head around all of that and you don't just pay lip service to it, you've got to really be all on board with that. Step two is to choose wisely. And what I mean by this is choosing who you are delegating to and what tasks you are delegating to them, what you're giving them responsibility for. You really need to think about alignment when it comes to this, because you could have someone that you trust implicitly and you know they'll get it done. But if the task you're going to delegate to them is totally outside of their comfort zone, zone of genius, skill set, natural talents and abilities, you're only setting them up for failure, even if they're one of your best employees. The classic example that I love to use is when an employer thinks that the same person should be doing their book bookkeeping and they are and their marketing. Those are some of the most polar opposite skill sets, intrinsic skill sets, and um, ability to do two different things that I ever come across. Your bookkeeper and your marketing person should not be the same person. Bookkeepers are excellent at detail and attention to detail and data. Marketing people are creatives. Those two people don't coexist in the same person. It's the same when you're going to delegate tasks. Don't give your bookkeeper a creative project in Canva to do because firstly, they don't have the intrinsic skills for it, which means it's going to be a challenge for them. They're going to find it tougher. Also, someone that loves bookkeeping doesn't love creativity as a general. Now, I'm generalizing. I'm sure someone is listening and they go, hey, I'm that person. I love both. So just bear with me. I'm generalizing. But also, because it's not in their wheelhouse, they're not going to be as interested in learning that skill or or taking on that task because they don't enjoy that kind of work. So you can see by really choosing wisely, you can either set it up for success or failure at the outset. So think about alignment, alignment between the tasks that you are wanting to delegate, the person you're going to give that responsibility to, and what are their natural intrinsic skills? What are they craving to learn about? What do you know they'll really want to get their teeth stuck into? And how does that all line up? Now, once you've got that sorted, when you first communicate with someone around what it is that you're delegating, before you even get into the intricacies of the steps and processes and what it is, talk to them about why. Why is this important? 
Why am I delegating this to you? Why does it matter? Where does it fit into the whole big ecosystem of the business? I may have shared this on the podcast before, but I was the kid who grew up saying, but why, but why, but why, but why? That was my constant question. Drove my mother bonkers till she eventually used to just say, because why is a crooked letter and I can't straighten it? Because she had no other answer to all my but why questions. But it is human nature. People actually really want to know why. And if we can get their buy-in on the why, the why this is important, why you, why I want to give this to you, why I trust you so much, you're going to get their buy-in from the beginning. They're going to be much more ready to listen to the details when they understand the the impact that this is going to make. Even better, if you can tie it back into how it impacts their colleagues, people don't want to let their teammates down. So that's a real bonus point if you can tie it into why it's important to their colleagues' workflow as well. Get clear on the why and get that communicated early before you jump into step four, which is the what. This is around instructing clearly and articulately what it is that you need them to do. Now, this is where you have to remember that your team cannot read your mind. So even though in your mind, it's obvious that that would be the next step, or you don't even think about that step in the process, go into granular detail when you are delegating something so that nothing can be missed. There can be no miscommunication, no confusion, no expectation or assumption. Get really granular. Now, this can look however you like in terms of how you communicate this. Obviously, at some point you're having a verbal conversation, but you'd also want to back that up with maybe something in writing. Possibly it's a procedure you're giving them or you're getting them to write back to you after the meeting, we've told them about it, with what they've understood the instruction to be because that helps clarify it in their mind. In my team, we use a lot of Loom videos for instructional purposes. So if I'm going to delegate something to someone on my team I will usually, especially if it's something that is operational and they need to follow a process, create a Loom video, screen share, showing them the exact thing that they need to do. Now, I may also do that live with them, but then they've always got that Loom resource to refer back to. So you can use everything you might want to use here, video, verbal, written, audio communication. All of the senses can get tapped into here so that there is really clear instruction. There is never a moment where the team member has to try and read your mind about what you expect here. You've made it crystal clear. Now, the next step, once you've communicated why this is going where it's going, what you need them to do is to set some parameters. Now, if you have found the letting go part difficult, these parameters are like your safeguards. These are the things you're going to put in place that are going to make sure that you are aware if something isn't going to plan or if things are steering off course. These are the things that are going to allow you to step back and put the trust in the employee because you've got parameters in place to be across enough of the process to know if things are not working as they should. This might be things like communication. So let's say you're delegating something to someone that's going to take a bit of time to complete you would put in place some parameters around communication. It might be that you would like a weekly update on a Friday afternoon about their progress. It could be that you want them to communicate when they get to a certain milestone in the process. It might be that you just want them to let you know as soon as they've completed this task for the first time so that you can just have a quick check and make sure everything is as it should be and that they know they've done it correctly. You get to choose the parameters. There is no right or wrong here, but you know the same. 
When people don't know the rules, they make up their own. If you don't tell someone that you want a weekly update on a Friday, they're not going to know that because they can't read your mind. (laughs) So set parameters. This is your checks and measures so that you don't have to hover over them like a helicopter parent trying to figure out what they're doing every moment of the day. Now, importantly, step six, and this is one we often forget, is please ensure that they have the resources, skills, training, tools, equipment to do what you need them to do when you're delegating. If you're delegating a creative task in Canva, but someone has never touched Canva before, they might need a little crash course, a bit of training, get them to watch some online tutorials. You show them where to find the things that you need them to find, like your branding template or whatever it might be. Don't assume if there's a knowledge gap or a skills gap or a tools and resources gap that they're just going to figure out how to make that work. That is only setting this up for failure. If they don't have what they need to do the job, to do the task, that's unfair to give them that responsibility. And this leads me to step seven, which is the fact that when you are delegating something, do not just delegate the doing. Also, delegate the responsibility and authority. Get the team member to own this task. People who have ownership over something, even if it's the smallest task or the biggest project, become more psychologically invested in the success of that task or project. So you again communicate that. This is now your responsibility. If you feel things are not going to plan, please come and see me. But I'm trusting you to get this done. It might be responsibility around budget for a project, for example. You might give them a budget and say, get this project done within this budget. If you've got problems with meeting the budget, come and see me. It might be around expenses. You can do what you need to within, you know, uh, you can spend up to $250 per transaction, but beyond that, come and see me. This is where those parameters come back in. But this is about giving responsibility and authority that you're delegating. This might be responsibility to make decisions, achieve the outcome, how they get to the outcome. This is about giving them ownership. And ownership is gold when it comes to engaging an employee in getting things done. And the final step in the process, and one that we often forget, is to do a debrief, especially after the first couple of times that they've had this level of responsibility or this new task that they've been delegated. The debrief might be just an open discussion about how you found that. What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? It could be around what went well and what went wrong. It might be about how things could be done better. When we get a fresh set of eyes on something in our business, we might have been in a rut of just doing things the way we'd been doing them. But when someone else takes it on, they might see something we hadn't even considered. Maybe there's a quicker, faster, more efficient way to do things. Maybe there's too many steps in the process that we don't need they might be able to find a better way to do it. But if you don't debrief with them, they won't have that forum of when and how to communicate that with you. So you may never know. So the debrief is really, really important. So let's recap. Learn to let go, choose wisely, articulate the why, instruct clearly, set parameters, ensure that resources and training are provided, hand over responsibility and authority and make sure you debrief. Now, I am certain if you are someone that struggles with delegating, if you follow that framework, you will have success in delegating. It will become easier and smoother. You'll be more confident and so will your team member. Now, if you're listening to this thinking, okay, great, I need to delegate. I can do this. 
but you're not sure where to start in delegating, I've got a couple of tips for you. When you're first delegating to someone or when you're first delegating at all, there's a few things you can do in terms of choosing what tasks to delegate. The first thing can be small tasks, things that don't take a lot of time, but the compound impact of doing those things day in and day out does eat up time in your business. It could be things like um, responding to general emails. It might be um, collating data. Um, We collect in our business statistics every week. That's not something I do. I have someone else do that in my business. It doesn't take very long, but it's and I could easily do it, but it's something that I don't need to be doing. Another good one is tedious things, particularly repetitive tasks that are not a great use of your time. There's plenty of options in terms of delegating those. Things you can easily teach and easily show someone, and obviously things that you're not very good at. <laughs> They're the things you want to get off your plate sooner rather than later. So my challenge to you today, if you're listening to this and you know that you have things on your plate that should not be there, pick one. Pick one, follow this framework and move it from your plate onto somebody else's. And I hope you have huge success in doing that. And I would love you to reach out to me and let me know how you went with that. You can do that one of a couple of ways. You can simply email us, which is hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au or come and join our free Facebook group, which is called HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you go into Facebook and into groups and you search that, you will find us, HR Support for Australian Businesses. Or for a much easier way, just head over to today's show notes and I will put the link right there for you. And you will find today's show notes at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 78. Well, that is it from me for today. I hope that's been really useful for you. I know it is a tough thing to do, having to delegate and not something we always find comfortable or easy, but so important in terms of our ability to grow as leaders and to grow our businesses. So good luck with that delegation task. I can't wait to hear from you as to how that went. And I can't wait to chat to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. Have a fabulous week. 